Uh, hello and welcome. This is episode 40 of Three Losers in a Church. Um, this episode we're going to be doing our final installment of worship music. So um, Chris chose Alive by Hillsong Young and Free, and he's going to give us his thoughts on that. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, Hillsong Young and Free is a group that I actually don't know that much about. Obviously, they're like an offshoot of Hillsong, but uh, from what I can tell, Young and Free is supposed to be their like attempt at like reaching a younger demographic, hence the name, <laughs> young, a younger and freer demographic. Um, and I can't say one way or the other how successful that is, but um, I did. I first heard this song at a summer camp where I was uh, one of the leaders, and the band there, Monty, actually did this song. That was the first time I ever heard this song. Shameless plug for Monty. Yeah, Monty band. Josh yeah. Monty. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best. And that was back when, like, <clears throat> ironic dabbing was still a thing. And I just remember they were doing this song, and he just yelled, I was supposed to dab in between one of the segments of the song. <laughs> like, I still don't know why. So, but, uh, yeah. Um, so, like, it's, it's kind of like an EDM song, but kind of like how Hillsong is, like, rock light. This is kind of like EDM light. <laughs> but for, I don't know what happened to me. In the last few years, like all I've listened to is like EDM. I didn't grow up listening to electronic music or anything, but for some reason, it's just like part of me now. And I don't think I can go back. But uh, <laughs> No turning back. <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't help myself. That was good. <clears throat> but um, Music puns. Music puns. I would have picked a hymn if I didn't pick this song. So. Um. But yeah, I guess I just like, it's, it's like a different energy that I don't hear a lot of in a lot of worship songs because most churches aren't doing like electronic sets as far as I know. And uh, I kind of like, I like I'm, I guess I'm kind of like a traditional Baptist in my worship style. And like, I don't get like, I don't clap and like dance and get excited and stuff. And like, I don't know, I just kind of like to sit there and be like reflective, <clears throat> but this kind of like draws out a different energy for me i like i remember i was like jumping and like yelling and singing when this was happening and of course i'm like wicked old compared to everyone else there because it was a youth camp (laughs) 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 but like this is the kind of music that like draws that out of me i think so it was like a different way of worship for me that i'm not totally accustomed to doing so it has like a lot of good memories for me i think that's part of the reason that i really like it yeah good vibes good vibes only have you gone to a Young and Free concert? No, I have not. No, I've been to one EDM concert. And that's what's interesting to me, is most of the people at that concert were, like, mid-20s to mid-30s. And, like, I don't know if it was, like, an over-21 show or something, but, like, there was not a lot of, like, Young and Free people there. <laughs> <laughs> These people were old and tied up. <laughs> <laughs> and one guy was in a panda suit. <laughs> So he was literally not free. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. And, like, this, uh, it's interesting because, like, the words in this song are not exactly the most eloquent thing you've ever heard. I mean, they're not bad, but I, th- I feel like a lot of electronic music kind of lends itself to simpler lyrics anyway because there's more focus on, like, the beat and the whatever else is going on. There's no, like, sick beat drop in this one, but I guess you kind of call it a drop. But it's not like a bass drop. It'd be kind of cool if it was. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the whole song is just like typical, like, I was lost with a broken heart. You picked me up. Now I'm set apart. Like, 
like I'm sad, but now things are good. Like pretty much every verse is like that. You know. In the midst of the darkest night, let your love be the shining light. That kind of thing. And uh I don't know. It's just like celebratory. Like you are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. So let's just like dance and get this like four on the floor beat going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh I know that it's like not a traditional worship song. Mm. And I know Sam has some opinions about Hillsong Young and Free. So I just think they're hilarious. <laughs> That's it. I'm like imagining this in my head as like an acoustic breakdown, which I'm sure someone's done a phenomenal job doing. <laughs> but like also at the same time, I'm like, all oh, the ill attempts that so many people would try to do this with would just be so much. Right. I heard it on a piano the other day. And I was like, what song is that? And it was this. I was like, oh, I'm not used to hearing it without the like synths and like, yeah. <laughs> clapping and whatnot. Also, it's in D minor. Is it? And I think more music needs to be in minor. Interesting. Oh, it is. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess there's that, too. Huh. Yeah, I, there's very few contemporary worship songs, this is a very big tangent, that are written in minor keys. Yeah. Um. Oh, Um. Awesome God. Awesome F sharp minor. Yeah. Tremble. <clears throat> Which, <laughs> you know. Yes, is it written uh, in A minor? Oh, it is interesting. Yeah. For Tremble? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And to, I don't know. To me, like, maybe, I don't know. Mu- like, minor songs and music, like, draws out, the, it, like, evokes this different emotion. For, I don't know. Like, Bach. Like, a lot of Bach is in minor. And I just love, like, that feels very expressive to me. Like, you can do more with it. Interesting. But I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it's definitely a very untapped market. Yeah. But that isn't, that, isn't there, like, a psych psychology behind music about that i don't know was it you who's watching a video about that i saw somewhere where they were talking about like the way you listen like the way music draws out certain emotions is due to the arrangement and like i don't know it was just very fascinating like the psychological the psychological ability of music it might have been, might have been you i think it was you, i was watching an adam neely video it was either you or breakdown. tyler talking about music and like what how it affects you or like mm-hmm. draws that out of you yeah I don't know. There is a theory that like different keys evoke different emotions and feelings. I don't yeah. know if it's true, but I mean, if I, I believe it, I call pumpernickel. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know. I've definitely been called like a music snob by multiple people, <laughs> myself Pro- included. Probably you, <laughs> but like, which like I guess there's probably truth to that. But also, like, I feel like music snobs don't listen to like EDM. And Hillsong Young and Free. So, <laughs> so like, is this your defense for being a music snob? Well, not necessarily defense. Like a more versatile like, music snob, right? Like, it's just like I don't just, know. Just stretching yourself. Maybe I'm misunderstood in my snobbery, <laughs> which makes me more. Of a snob. <laughs> oh my god! That just makes me sound like a pretentious snob. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But like, cause yeah, this song it's like pretty simple as far as electronic music goes, and lyrically it's pretty simple. But like. I think it just comes together really well for me personally. And like I think having that like nostalgia and that personal experience attached helps a lot too. Yeah, and there's like the idea of like repetition too. Like you're definitely mm-hmm. like even the like the you are, you are, you, you are, are right. my freedom. <laughs> right? Um Yeah, it's just like I don't know. I'm I'm reminded of like Phil Wickham's um This is Amazing Grace, where like at, during the bridge it's like Worthy is the lamb who was slain. And then it like repeats it multiple times. Mm. Um, 
and like that whole line of like, oh, I remember a worship leader at one point said like, oh, okay, just in case you didn't get it, let's say it again. In case you didn't get it, let's say it one more time. And so like, I don't know, just this idea of like repeating that line just to like drill it in. As though like the song, I would consider it very wordy. Right. Um, which I don't think that's a big conclusion to jump to. Right. Like, like there is still that idea of repetition inside of it. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, I mean, this is definitely longer than either of the songs you guys picked mm-hmm. and it repeats <laughs> like multiple parts. Yeah. And like, it's funny cause I hated this is amazing grace when I first heard it. So good. And now I love it. And I don't think mm-hmm. I was thrilled about this the first time. And then they kept doing it throughout the week at camp. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> so we grew up in this. Yeah. That tends to be a lot of music for me. I think. I remember my critique. This is wow. This is just me bashing on Young and Free. But I remember one of my critiques of Young and Free was like I didn't. It was just like feel good music, like mm. the equivalent of like feel good music for Christian for Christian music. But I remember like my biggest thing was like, oh yeah, you can never like sing it in a worship setting because it just doesn't work well or blah blah blah. But then what was it? One of their songs, "Sinking Deep," like mm. hit me so hard at a couple retreats, and like it was so freaking good. And then I realized, oh, it's a young and free song. So I was like, okay, I'm just wrong. <laughs> yeah, and they definitely, I have one of their albums and it's like variety. Like some of it's more calm, quote unquote, like piano, sensual, like traditional worship style, I guess. But And like, so at one point, a couple of years ago, we went to like a New England, um, actually neither of you, I went to a New England Christian concert festival. Um, oh, yeah. Which was an experience. <laughs> Ask me about it sometimes. But, um, like, we, like, went to multiple tents and, like, I actually knew somebody who was performing there, but I didn't know they were performing, and so, like, I ran into them. It was cool to see them. But, um, like, I, we, like, witnessed, like, I don't think they're heavy metal, but it was, like, a metal worship team. Um and I was like, this is very interesting. And like, we were there with the metalhead. So they were like, oh, like, yeah. He was like, love it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is like clearly not my, like, I'm not really into metal music. Um, so like, it was weird. But like, there's this whole, like, I don't want to say demographic, but there's like a demographic of people who really enjoy that mm. and like connect through that. Um, so like, from, I was just like, wow, this is great. This exists. Not my forte, mm-hmm. but um, it's very interesting because I really like this song. But it, like some people might be like, oh, this I'm happy this exists, not my forte. Right. Um, so it's just a very interesting like idea of like these weird genres of music that we don't really think that fit well into like the Christian music mm. genre, mm. like are also there. Yeah, I think that's probably if I really was honest with myself, I think that's part of the appeal for me too. Is like just it's kind of it's almost like a reaction to the common style kind of thing. Maybe not even a reaction to, but just like an alternative to it. It's funny too, because like I first heard about Hillsong Young and Free from you when you were trying to play Real Love. Yeah. On that uh, pad thing. Yeah. <laughs> what a time. And I was just like, what is this? I think that was the first time I realized that like the genre existed. It's funny too, because like, maybe not funny, but like they market themselves as like Hillsong Young and Free. And, like, I think that, like, necessarily draws criticism from some people. Because, like, anytime you're marketing anything to a certain group of people, like, you can get stuck in that box, too. So, I don't know. I think it's, like, if you're not careful, you can just sound like, oh, I'm trying way too hard to appeal to teenagers kind of thing, which is the problem with a lot of youth ministry, which is what we talked about in another episode. Yeah, I mean, there's a level of, like, sensationalism, I think. Yeah. Um, because I think, as you were saying, there's a level of, like, high 
emotion wrapped into a lot of these songs. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I can think of Real Love as another example where, like, oh, that's a that's a youth camp song, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like this is another example, and I'm trying to think of another one. Or that, but it's just like youth camp songs. Like you wouldn't do them in like a real worship set. Right. Right. But like, <laughs> oh, in a youth camp, like yeah, that's great. Because it's, like, it's, like, it's the tone. It's the hype. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so like I think there is a degree of. I don't know, like, sensationalism sounds really negative, but, like, I think it's true. There's, like, a lot wrapped in with these songs. Um, like, even this song, I was like, oh, yeah, right. As soon as I played it, I, like, remembered exactly what it was. Mm. Um, which I don't think inherently is bad, but I think that that is a tool that they do use to market mm. to youth. Uh, but I think it's like just knowing who your audience is. Like mm-hmm. if you're doing it in a contemporary worship setting or like like corporate worship, it's like oh like it's not just teenagers who are in the crowd. There's yeah. like people who might be like on the older side, and mm-hmm. like maybe that's not. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is a very safe answer, but I think it's also like being wary and respectful of like who you are worshiping with, right? Like the worship mm-hmm. set of like a youth group of a youth of a youth retreat will look very different from like a married couple retreat mm-hmm. right unless they're trying to go for something funky and we just like oh we're gonna get hype here it's like oh yeah, yeah. like anything could happen but yeah, yeah. I, I do think there is a degree of wariness and caution that people who create worship sets sets sets, sets. should have wow <laughs> yeah and I think that's part of the reason I like the idea behind a song like this is like it, it causes it forces you to like think about out of the like out of the box to use a cliche <clears throat> where it's like oh yeah we could probably do this in a different setting so like what other venues for worship are there like <clears throat> that's n- like we could stick to the traditional quote-unquote setting or like maybe we could try this like in a camp in a room with a bunch of, like hundreds of people and like loud energetic music you know and like yeah then you got like a metal band where i don't know maybe you have like a christian mosh pit is that like an oxymoron? I've definitely <laughs> been part of those. Really? Yeah. It's an oxymoron. It's not, I mean, it's not like people punching each other, but it's people jumping up and down and trying to be respectful. That I can do. <laughs> that sounds like a ska concert. I, I wouldn't know, but yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen, yeah. Like, they're like, come to the front, everybody, jump up and down. And like, I've been in like, like arm to arm. So like, a shoulder, I, I remember this is one time I was like, Shoulder to shoulder, like people are putting their arms around each other, just like screaming and jumping, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's one guy's like, get your hands off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that just ruined the movie. Because it was a stranger touching this one guy, and I was just like, oh, I get it. Like, he doesn't like getting touched by random people right. when he's trying to worship God. If it's, if it's his bros, yeah, he's cool. But if it's just like some random guy's like, oh, come on. And he's like, get your hands off me. <laughs> I relate with said man. Right. Yeah. Don't touch me, man. That same guy, I was like looking on someone's stats on Facebook. I was like, oh, you know this person? They're like, yeah, I know this person. I was like, what? <laughs> what a life. It was a good time. Hmm. But I mean, I do think a beauty in it is this idea of like different communities being reached different ways. Um, yeah, because I do think, I mean, music, as all of us will relate, is like a very powerful tool for worship, but also like to reach people emotionally and spiritually um which i mean there's a reason why it's been around forever um and we're so tied with it um but i think like having these alternative christian genres for say um is a way to produce good music that you enjoy that someone else will who might not like contemporary worship music would also enjoy and it kind of like makes you question if there's a right way of doing it or like wrong way or maybe both 
It's usually both. I think, yeah. <laughs> You're always going to get haters no matter where you go, yeah, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. But if we were in, like, the Middle East, like, a lot of the places over there don't even use, like, the 12-tone system that we use to construct any of the genres that we argue about, you know? Hmm. So, like, at what point does it become ridiculous? I don't know. Probably when you start making comparisons like that. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All of that to say, I like Hillsong Young and Free, even though I'm 29. (laughs) I'm still young and free. And I like this song. (laughs) But yeah, this has been episode 40 of uh, Three Losers in a Church.